0: Hello and welcome to this edition of Well Spoken, our podcast dedicated to all things offshore energy. My name is Max Lomansky and I'm a partner here in marine and international trade. And I'm also the head of offshore energy and shipbuilding here at Stevenson Harwood. I am today joined by Associate Haley Broom, who is going to tell us all about carbon capture and storage as part of our focus on decarbonisation. So hello Haley!
1: Good morning, Max, and thank you for having me on Well Spoken.
0: You're very welcome. So let's get straight to it. What is carbon capture and storage?
1: Carbon capture and storage is a technology that captures carbon dioxide uh, so that it can be safely and permanently stored underground to avoid the harmful effects that carbon dioxide can have on our atmosphere and planet.
0: Sounds very on point. How does the technology work?
1: So the technology works um, by fitting the carbon capture uh, element of their technology um, to areas that we sometimes refer to as a cluster of emitters. So uh, somewhere where a lot of carbon dioxide is produced, something like um, a steel or cement uh, industrial plant. And the technology, uh, in a way that I wouldn't profess to explain, I'm not a scientist, but as I understand the the end result, uh, the technology removes... The carbon dioxide from the other gases in the emissions um, and once you've removed the carbon dioxide uh, it is then liquefied and it is transported via uh, road, rail, uh, pipelines to a temporary storage facility and from the temporary storage facility the carbon dioxide is then transported to um, Uh, an area where there is a deep rock formation so um, often under the seabed and the carbon dioxide is injected into that deep rock formation and that that forms a permanent storage solution for the carbon dioxide.
0: So almost like a reverse logistics of of what existing uh, offshore contractors do to take hydrocarbons from the ground under the sea Mm -hmm. and and onshore we're sort of switching it around
1: Exactly. And actually, often those deep rock formations that are used are um, empty oil reservoirs. Um, So repurposing the space we've created uh, by using it as a permanent storage solution for carbon dioxide.
0: Okay, sounds complicated. Um, Mm -hmm. What is I mean, why is it important, um, carbon capture? And and why is it relevant uh, in today's world?
1: So carbon capture is a technology that's actually been around for for quite a long time. Um, it was first developed back before the 1980s, but it's come to the forefront in recent years as uh, we as a planet and as a global community have uh, made a bigger push towards tackling climate change. So um, as the focus has shifted towards um, dealing with global warming, carbon capture has started to feature more and more in um governmental and uh, global um, policies to tackle climate change. So, for example, uh, the UK government published guidance on carbon capture in 2021 as part of its ambitions to capture 10 metric tonnes of carbon dioxide a year by 2030 and its overall aim for net zero by 2050. And it's something that's featured in uh, UN policy policy, EU policy um, and that's why it's it's suddenly become a much more important uh, technology.
0: The long-term solution to climate change or, or something wider?
1: I think we would be wrong to think it was the, the long-term solution to climate change. Um, it's not a silver bullet that is going to solve global warming uh, overnight and it is not something that can replace a push for actually reducing emissions overall. Uh, Carbon capture is something that is essentially mitigating a problem that's already there, not solving the problem at its source. Um, So even when you've got carbon capture projects set up, they don't yet remove 100 percent of the carbon dioxide from the emissions. So while they're a really valuable and important tool in our strategy for tackling climate change, they're they're not the the one big solution that's going to deal with global warming.
0: Okay. Uh, And in terms of the size of this industry, I mean, how many carbon capture projects are there and and where do we normally find them?
1: So carbon capture projects are starting to spring up all around the world now. But as we've already touched on, um, it's a technology that's recently come to the forefront. So there are far more projects in their infancy that are moving to be developed than there actually are up and running right now. So um, for example, you've got in Norway, um, several up and coming projects. So Altira's um Stella Maris project that they're doing in conjunction with uh, Herg LNG. Um, and they've, they've recently partnered um, with Aker Solutions. Um, you've also got the Northern Lights project that involves companies such as uh, Equinor, Shell and, and Total. So a lot of the big, um, offshore and oil and gas um, traditionally focused companies are, are moving moving into um, the carbon capture industry. Um, but as we already said, it's quite a long supply chain, so it takes time to get it get it all set up. So a lot of the projects are still in infancy, but um, you can see the drive towards innovating in, in this space, um, particularly in uh, the recent announcements about investigating the viability of carbon capture on board vessels. So not just uh, the carbon capture at a cluster of emitters that, that we spoke about earlier, but actually having the technology on board a ship so that you're capturing the carbon dioxide that's been emitted from um, the, the vessel, storing it on the vessel and then offloading it uh, when you get to a port. And that's, that's an area of carbon capture that, that has only just begun to be investigated. But there's been some really interesting announcements in, in that area recently. Um, for example, Stena Bulk have just said that they are um, going to be fitting one of their uh, vessels with onboard carbon capture that they think will be fitted by late 2023. And they've been working uh, as, as part of a study with uh, the Global Centre for Marine Decarbonisation. Um, who are evaluating the safety and the technical and operational requirements for then offloading the onboard captured and liquefied carbon dioxide, sort of building that that bigger supply chain. That project is a uh, project remarkable, um, and it's being done with a variety of the other um, uh, companies that you often see in the offshore and shipping uh industries, I think Alpha Laval and Delta Marine, companies like that were all involved um, in those projects. So there's a lot of interesting and new projects um, being set up uh, even now.
0: So a a lot of work, a lot of retrofitting work, um, sounds like specialist vessels as well, so a lot of shipbuilding work as well.
1: Shipbuilding work. So, I think Dalian um, recently announced they've just started steel cutting on the uh, carbon dioxide um, transport vessels for the Northern Light project. So, it's a, it's a very innovative space. It's it's um, different kinds of new builds, um, the technologies to support transporting liquefied carbon dioxide. And then, as you say, if, if the studies into onboard carbon capture are successful, then you can imagine that will require. Uh, retrofitting um on on existing vessels not just uh fleet renewals
0: yeah so shipbuilding work refurbishment contracts um we're going to end up with epc contracts um new charters as well presumably um sounds, yeah. sounds like there's an awful lot to do uh,
1: indeed indeed and and lots of new um new types of um infrastructure as well so at the ports or for example stella morris um I think intends to have a floating um, temporary storage uh, solution. So uh, th- there'll be a whole variety of, of um, different parts of the industry that will need to come together to support um, putting in uh, carbon capture, both in the the kind of traditional offshore oil and gas sphere and if we can move forward with, with onboard vessel carbon capture.
0: Well, <laughs> sounds like... An awful lot going on. So thank you very much, Haley, uh, for that summary of what's going on in carbon capture and storage. Uh, if you have any further questions, please don't hesitate to contact us. I'm on max.lamansky at shlegal.com and Haley's at hayley.broom at shlegal.com. I'm also very pleased to say that the first edition of... Offshore Floating Production, Legal and Commercial Risk Management is now available and you can order it at the Routledge website or indeed find it in uh, Legal Tech's retailers. Uh, and I'm pleased to say also that that does have a section on carbon capture and storage um, and Haley, of course, was involved in drafting that. So thank you very much to, uh, for joining us today, Hayley.
1: Uh, thank you very much for having me.
0: You're very welcome. And that concludes today's edition of Well Spoken.